Hello and welcome to Twin Flames, the great spiritual awakening podcast, where you can listen to real-life stories from those who answer the call of divine love. I'm your host, Dennis. I'm a certified ascension coach with Twin Flames Universe. I've been on my Twin Flame journey for several years now, and I'm living in union with my Twin Flame, thanks to the teachings of union at TwinFlamesUniverse.com. For every episode of this podcast, I am joined by special guests who are on various stages of the Twin Flame journey. Some of them are newer, while others have already achieved their union or even harmonious Twin Flame union. So every week you get a close-up glance into their personal Twin Flame journey, and you get to really find out what happened on their journey. How did they overcome the biggest challenges, and what did they do to get to where they are today and have real and permanent success on their Twin Flame journey? Enjoy and always remember, only love is real and love never fails. Today I have here with me Twin Films and Harmonious Union, Kieran and Stephanie. Hello guys, how are you doing? Good, happy to be here. Yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah, happy to be here. I am happy to have you. And you guys have quite an extraordinary coming into Harmonious Union journey. If I remember correctly, you actually came into Harmonious Union first and then actually met each other and found out that you're Twin Flames. And yeah, that's just a really interesting story. And I, I want to get to that and ask you questions about that along when we get further along. But for now, I really want to take it back to the very beginning of your journey and ask you, how did the twin film journey start for you? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, for me, I started the twin film journey because I started a spiritual awakening. So um after university, I had begun traveling and, you know, getting to know myself and in that process and healing myself, especially physically, because I had a lot of chronic illness. And so I started to learn and study about it. And that studying of like nutrition and herbs and to just different ways to care for my body um, led me to more spiritual topics and even more spiritual um, people where I was starting to attract really spiritual experiences in my life that um, were very new to me because I didn't really have a lot of that before. And so I started to um, kind of open up to the idea that there was more to this reality and to life. Um, and I just followed that and it, it all felt so good and it felt, um, you know, peaceful, it felt right, and it was intriguing, it felt juicy, you know, like the lowest hanging fruit, so I went for it, and um, I went, uh, I, first after university, I went overseas, and I started serving in the United States Peace Corps, um, and that's really where I got a lot of space to work on myself, and get to know myself, my boundaries, what boundaries are. I started to learn about chakras and meditating and started practice meditating and started having these really like metaphysical experiences um, through like sound healing and things like that. And I was like, there, there's gotta be more. And um, uh, that's when I also had this experience with one year into my volunteer experience when I met this guy and I didn't even see his face. I just saw the back of his body. And I saw through my third eye, like sparks coming off of him. Again, a very new experience for me. And so I was like, what's going on? And there was something, my whole body was reacting. My whole energy was like drawn in by this. I was like, there's something here. And that's when I started Googling. Um, I looked up like, are soulmates real? <laughs> because before this, um. I, hadn't, I hadn't really like... Um, uh, you know, having a relationship wasn't a priority of mine, having a personal relationship. My career and my own personal development was my most important thing to me, my whole life, really. And uh, so this kind of opened up this piece. And you know, I remember when I Googled and I read through and I talked about karmics and then soulmates. And at the bottom of the, the Google sheet or the, the article, it mentioned Twin Flames. And when I read that, it was the first time I'd heard that term ever. And when I heard that, I saw that again, I had that whole body, like not even body, but soul. There was something much deeper within me that was awakened by that. That was screaming for that almost. 
in a very passionate way, not a, not a scary or fearful way at all, but a very passionate way, like waking up, like yawning, you know, just like coming alive. And so I was like, this, this, this must be it. Like, this is, must be my twin flame. And um, I uh, just explored it from there. But that's kind of where my entrance point to my twin flame journey was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it took me about a year to, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and um, again, practicing meditation and just kind of getting into it. And that's when I found Jeff and Julia on YouTube. And I remember um, after watching a lot of people talk about Twin Flames, I saw Jeff and Shalia's video and I was like, these people feel grounded, they feel real, they feel so different. And um, I watched one of their videos that, and it's the one that they shot uh, to invite people into Twin Flame Ascension School, like an advertisement for Twin Flame Ascension School. And I was like, yo, like this, this is it. Like, and I've never done anything like that again. Uh, I was never really interested in personal relationships, like in romantic relationships. It just wasn't, um, for me, I I used to always say, like, growing up, if, like, I'd rather be single and alone, like, celibate and happy, than be with someone and be, uh, be with the wrong person and be really unhappy. That's just not worth it. It was never worth it to me, so it made sense why twin flames like my heart has been calling for twin flames my whole life and i can see that um i've been calling for him my whole life and uh, and i just needed to follow the path in front of me and god guided me to twin flame ascension school so i remember after watching that video i joined and that was like a big deal for me because i don't i never did stuff like that i never like um uh you know I didn't join any kind of spiritual like retreat or spiritual class or anything before. I never even really went to church or was religious or I didn't really have a, a deep spiritual background before that um, in this lifetime. Um, so that was like, it was really cool, but it felt natural and it felt obvious and effortless and like peaceful. And I got so much energy and joy from, from doing it. And, and then I joined Twin Flame Ascension School and that's where I started learning, like learning the truth. And that's also when we started to get actual results. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where mine started. Awesome. Bit of a story. <laughs> yeah. How, how was it for you, Kieran? How? I think for me it's more short. <laughs> it's more uh, what? Short. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I arrived in Switzerland, it was like 2017. Yeah. I arrived there for work and they are really more about alternative uh, therapy and all this thing. So I started doing Reiki there and I joined like a community of Reiki and they was using also a family constellation, which is like kind of mirror exercise, but you need people. So you can't do alone. And I did a lot there, really. I did for two, three years, a lot of healing, but I was always kind of like, you know, not upset, but I was like, why need, you know, always to wait, there is people meeting to heal. You know, I would like to heal like by myself. And then I went to the, my Ayurveda practitioner and like, she was using like, um, you know, she was like helping me, feeling my feeling and like she was doing her exercise. And after I was like, that's nice technique, that worked very well. And she helped me like call my twin flame in. She was talking about that. She helped me that and was like, that's mm-hmm. nice technique. And she was talking about like Jeff and Shilla, twin flame universe. And we're like, yeah, it's from there. And uh, and so I come home and I just like from Google, like free <laughs> flame, like I have no idea what that means, but okay, I never heard about that before. <laughs> but I did that and I found a like a video, like an old video, and I was like, what is this weird people, you know? <laughs> so American. And then I, I still I watch it and I was like, whoa. It's like totally not what I expected. It's super like grounded. And they're really like not high or something, but really like peaceful. So I watched more video and I realized that they were like giving me answer that I, to question that I always ask myself. And, and I read a lot of things. I like studied a lot of religion, a lot of philosophies and a lot of things, you know, to find answer to my question. I never found. And here they was answering it. And I was like, whoa. So I joined the community and I stopped going there again. Yeah. At that point, when, when did you join the community, Stephanie? What year was that? Hmm. It's been, it's like May 11th. So actually, it's, I think it's 
what's today's date? Just a few days after like my five year anniversary. <laughs> oh, wow. It's like May or May, not May 11th, May, I think it's May 1st because March 11th is our harmonious union anniversary. May 1st is when I joined TFAS, my very first class. Which year? Uh, I believe it was 2017, 16, 16 uh, I think, no? Hmm. Or 17, that's something later. Or maybe 17, yeah, I think it's when after I, it just it was the same year that like some month after I got uh, in Switzerland. Yes. Ah, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, I was looking for a job and, and just after she joined, I found a job mm. in Switzerland, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you both pretty much joined around the same time, right? No, I joined in 2019. Ah, you joined in two, okay, so two years after yes. Stephanie. Yeah. And then you came into Harmonious Union in 2020. Yeah, one year after I joined. <laughs> what, what, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> one year, like, I think I joined in June and I got Amorishi in March. <laughs> wow, okay. So you, Stephanie, you were, you, you've been in the community for several years longer than yeah. Kieran. So yeah. what was your experience during these years where you were kind of laying the groundwork so to say while Kieran was out there doing his stuff obviously but what was your experience yeah. of your twin flame journey during that time before Kieran joined yes that's like that's a really good question so a lot of my work so first of all I was learning the basics of um self-introspection getting clear learning how to um read my like a, have a relationship with God so relate to God through my reality through my feelings so feeling my feelings but also having a relationship with God through my reality itself through all and understanding when I like uh, understanding the mirror essentially so how to heal myself and, and getting to know my own inner power and so there was a lot of um I was really a baby there I, I definitely was very emotionally numb for most of my life um, until I started this work. And so um, it was a really safe space for me to begin taking those baby steps and walking through that. And I just loved going to TFAS class with Jeff and Shalia and with the, all the other students at uh, Twin Flame Ascension School with all the other students. And because that's what you learn, that's what I was learning. I was, it's like I was being um, gently parented in that space. Uh, so yeah, I think, what I was doing is really building my inner foundation um, because your twin flame uh, relationship is not, um, it's, it can be really challenging and painful if you don't have the tools or the foundation and very ungrounding. And so like, in order for it to be compassionate for me, one, I chose for it to be compassionate for myself and I was willing to make the effort for that. Um, and two, I re uh, realized that that required this foundation that I had to work on. And that was, you know, that's what Jeff and Shalia teach in the teachings of union is you want your twin flame, you need to build this foundation. And um, because my twin flame person during this time, uh, I had released the, the man who I thought was my twin flame that had awakened me because I, I really revealed like once I left um, the country that I was serving in, um, he was still there and it was just very clear, like he wasn't coming with me. Like he was there to awaken me on this journey. Um, but it was really just that, I and mean, we were just, we were just friends. Um, but when I moved, this is when I actually ended up moving to Taiwan. And that's when I was, that's when I joined Twin Flame Ascension School. And I also around the same time, um, just a few months before I joined, um, had another spiritual experience with another man and but I, I felt different it felt like deeper and um, there was definitely I was being guided very strongly to explore him being my twin flame and so um, and this is coming from me who I never had interest really there was no one that really totally sparked my interest in a romantic relationship before that's why it's I couldn't deny like that this mm. there was something here for me that I needed to explore because it's so um, so different. Like it was such a a lot like a 
it wasn't like the rest. This person wasn't like the rest. There was something very special about this experience and what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really understand what that was. So yeah, so I started to build that foundation. And um, what it led me to was a lot of beautiful lessons and understanding myself emotionally, but also like in partnership with others. I began healing deep um, relationship wounds and traumas, essentially. And learning really how to relate to others through unconditional love, which was really, really important. It's not something I had ever learned anywhere else. People don't teach that to you, um, not, not in my culture and not in my family or um, my community at the time. So like, this was a really important life skill that I needed to learn. And it's funny because that's actually why I was in Taiwan, or excuse me, why I was in Peace Corps. I was actually teaching a lot of life skills to uh, people in third world countries. So it was funny, like I was giving the thing that I actually really needed myself. Mm-hmm. And so God found a way to give that to me and I claimed it. So as I did that, um, I was able to really reveal this person. I just followed the process for about two years. Um, and it's funny because when you joined, it was just a few months after he joined uh, the Church of Union that I noticed, like, I had really gone through the whole revealing process. And I released that guy from my heart uh, as believing as my twin flame. I released him completely um, as my twin flame um, in January. So just we came into Harmonious Union in March. So in January, it was like really clear. I had loved this guy completely. I had followed the process and the path, you know, uh, of the Church of Union, the, the teachings of Union completely. And, and I was just at peace, but yet nothing changed in that relationship. In fact, he got further and further away. Mm-hmm. He ended up dating someone else because he actually, uh, at the time when I was in Twinkle Ascension School, he was actually quite close. We were pretty good friends, and you'll see that journey. Um, you'll see me in Twin Flame Ascension School actually telling this story. Um, so I guess this is actually really fun too, because I get to kind of share the update from you know mm-hmm. since Twin Flame Ascension School. But um, yeah, since then I, I really loved him completely and released him, and realized there was there there was a clear um, mismatch. He didn't meet meet my core values, and as I got closer to God. He didn't, he didn't come closer to me. So therefore he couldn't be my twin flame. So I let him go. And there was about a month and a half, two months of, um, well, I guess just about three months of not really knowing who my twin flame was and being okay with that and just feeling safe and comfortable with God and myself. Um, and I started volunteering, uh, in divine dish and I started doing a service work there because I, that's part of my um, background is in nutrition and um, public health. So I started volunteering there and that's where I met him. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the community, but I didn't really see him around much. Um, we, we didn't inhabit the same spaces um, <laughs> until Divine Dish. And we both joined at exactly the same time. And it was kind of funny because we were both recommended, like uh, they reached out to us, like they were, I was reached out to and was like, hey, what do you think? You know, would you like to serve? I was like, heck yeah, that's one of my passions, let's go. And uh, turns out as I went closer to God, my twin flame went closer to God too, mm-hmm. in my core values and in all the places that I love. He met me there. And so it was obvious and just kind of fun, a fun story. When mm-hmm. Once we came together in that space, it, everything really like fast tracked and mm-hmm. it was really fun. Story. Oh, you met me there. Everything <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have uh, two, two follow up questions really for everything you just shared. So, with you, the fourth Twin Film experience you had pretty much during your entire time of being a live Twin Film Ascension School student. What do you feel was the main lesson that your false twin flame taught you? Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, there's, there's quite a few, but one of them definitely was about valuing myself. Mm-hmm. Because um, in my relationship with my false twin flame, I would overgive all the time. Um, at one point, you know, I was working as a teacher, as an English teacher, and I had a, a nice big 
flat an apartment uh, with extra rooms and all these things. And I would very frequently offer it out to the group of friends to um, stay at, you know, if they wanted to come into the city for the weekend, like to go into the club or go dancing salsa. We love to go salsa dancing and things with our group of friends. And, um, and so I realized like, it was absolutely about valuing myself because in that relationship, when I look back on it, it was our whole entire relationship was me loving him and giving supporting him helping him he was also going for his his um masters in taiwan that's why he was there so um he was also from a different country but um i even supported him there and yeah i was just i i realized like i didn't really receive anything mm -hmm. i wasn't loved back i mean sure in my heart i felt love but um no matter how much love i gave myself it never reflected back mm -hmm. through him in the relationship. So I was receiving all that love that I was giving myself in the community, in the Twin Flames Universe community, in the church of union, mm -hmm. um, you know, with my friends and, you know, in all my other relationships, but here, no. And I just kept, you know, using the mirror and saying, okay, where am I still not loving myself and, you know, following the path. But it just became really clear, like, he doesn't found, he, he, he can't love me there because he's not my twin flame. Mm -hmm. And this was a long process that I went through to get clear until I could come to that truth from a place of peace and not like um, anger or upset. Because if it was coming from a place of anger or upset, well, then it's not a true uh, clarity. It's not a, the truth. And so, um, yeah, so I think definitely valuing myself, valuing my love and my my um my presence was really huge there's a few other little things here and there but i think overall that's the big one Mm -hmm. that's really profound because you're really speaking about the the fact that like a healthy relationship is one where the giving and the receiving is equal from both sides and i remember that time in the community when you know when that you just mentioned when you realized that this person was a false twin flame that was actually where a lot of people realized that they had actually yeah. false twin flame experience for like years sometimes and i feel community wise that was like the time where we all collectively realized that your twin flame doesn't doesn't just mirror your absence back they also mirror your love back and you you just spoke about that really beautifully oh i love that <laughs> that's so good and it's it's true i think collectively it's, it was really cool i think we all went through that at the same time i know so jason and chrissy who have been on here on the podcast a, a few episodes back michaela and jose as well they all um all around that january is actually watching them come like watching jason and chrissy come into harmonious union i was like yeah i'm not like this isn't my time mm -hmm. <laughs> this person this isn't it like it it really helped actually really helped me get clear like oh it's safe for me to, to release attachment here mm -hmm. um and i had at that point already moved i moved to new york for over a year and a half he was still in taiwan um so i'd actually moved away from where he was and uh the, the, i didn't like there was i, I didn't care like there's a part deep mm -hmm. in me that was just like it feels really good to move to New York. Like, mm -hmm. it's not out of running. It's not out of like I'm not getting anything from it, right? It has nothing to do with him. It had to do with God asked me and told me to, and it felt really good to. I knew there was purpose there, and um, it just came to a point where I just felt he kind of faded away and within me until there was nothing left. And that's when I was like, and and then uh, the revelations, like you know, like Jason and Chrissy and quite a few other people came into harmonious union, and I was like. I see what's happening. Like, that's a sign, you know, like mm -hmm. this person isn't my twin flame. I feel nothing. I don't care that I'm not really like in contact with them anymore. It's time to let him go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kieran, during this time or from the time after you joined Twin Flame Ascension School in the community, did you have a false twin flame experience or did you come into the community not really knowing who your twin flame was until you met somebody? <laughs> I mean, I'm a powerful manifestation. <laughs> the day I did the manifestation to claim my twin flame, one hour after I met the false twin flame. Oh my God, that's, that's so fast. I started really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like one hour. No, I think one hour, but like you register when I was um, doing the meditation. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So yeah, yeah. And after I like was healing there and like um, I think at the end of December, yeah. So it was from June to the end of December. I um at the end of December I like heal stuff and I had I moved to another country. Um, I even don't remember why. I just felt, you know, I needed to move in another city. I think country. Yeah, I needed to move in another city in Switzerland. And uh, and you know, I was feeling my feeling about moving, having a new job and that. And after I was like, well, I don't care about this guy anymore. So because I think it was since October or something, he was in, in vacation. He came back, and I realized that he and I did was not reflecting there. Like uh, it was like showing nothing. I felt so much better, so much good and that. And he was still like the same that I met. I know he was married and he was keeping uh, living with his wife because of visa thing. And he had a kid and uh, he was not moving. And also I don't like, uh, he was not moving forward. <laughs> I was like, what's the point of keeping this relationship? Like this is stagnant. So I kind of like release it. In beginning of January or something, I moved in this new city, and after I moved, I was like, okay, I forget it. <laughs> so yeah, that's in January that everyone was having this, uh, yeah. this releasing. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, I know one thing that was really important for us to have this and to be able to probably for you to be able to get that clarity and release the attachment in October, at the end of October, we actually both independently, without knowing each other really, um, both got our MAP sessions, our mind alignment process uh session with a practitioner um which is a trauma healing modality right and uh so i remember i was being really deeply guided to get one because it, it, you know a lot of people were receiving a lot of results and a lot of help and i didn't have a specific trauma that i needed to heal that i could remember but i just walked in trusting that the right thing would come and um, my practitioner helped me perfectly and we came up with five different traumatic experience ptsd experiences uh, the original um flashbacks that we worked through um and that was like halloween essentially um and just like i said i released my false twin flame in January when I, I, I really strongly feel like when I released and I addressed the trauma, I was able to release, that helped me resolve and release any of the last attachments to my false twin flame. Mm. Around the same um, time period for you, right? I think it was big. Yeah, I had my meditation in November and after mm -hmm. that I stopped to, to doesn't care about the, this yeah. guy and mm -hmm. to wanted to move in a new city. And, yeah. Thank you for bringing this up because this is, you know, really vital piece healing your traumas on this journey. And so many yeah. people have come into the harmonious union or union after having a map session and going through the map process. Like it happened for me the same way. Like my twin film and I, we both went through map and then really shortly after that, like we, we came into yeah. union and I know today like that would never have happened without map. So you're yeah. bringing up a really important point. And also for our listeners, I just want to mention that if you feel like you're experiencing trauma and you want to heal your traumatic experiences, you can go to mindalignmentprocess.org and check out the, the trauma healing modality there. It's absolutely mind-blowing and powerful. It's like legit the most amazing thing. Yeah. I love MAP. So yeah, really, really great that you bring that yeah, up. That's, uh, yeah, I think it's important because like... um trauma and for you the first one like you do is like and for me that was like uh, i did the first one and i like unlocked a lot of things i had my whole life you know uh, because i i had when i was 23 i think no remember i had a diagnostic of this mm -hmm. that what is autism yeah autism. yes and uh and that was like um a big big uh trauma and like wounds I have to heal there and map really helped me to heal the the core of that mm, wow. and that was really really powerful after it's two years after now I'm still like integrating some part of it but like yeah yeah that really helped me like to heal like a, a foundation a foundational thing you know here and that's why also um a lot of things was unlocked after like mm -hmm. in my in my um life in my professional life in i stopped my career you know i was a scientist i was working uh, in a laboratory 
And I stopped that because I didn't want to do that anymore. And I kind of started focusing on myself and knowing myself to know what I wanted and who I was. Mm, beautiful. Can you guys share a bit more about how MAP change, changed your life back then or what exactly MAP changed for you? Yeah, for me, I think it changed like everything. As I said, I was like, um, uh, you know, I, I did a lot. I had a PhD, you know, so I put all my thing there. And, uh, and I knew it was not the perfect career, but I saw it was the best I can have. And uh, and I think it's the same with a relationship. Uh, and when I had the map, I realized that um, all I had at this time was not really satisfying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was always thinking that, like, it's better to have nothing than to have, like, something that is not perfect or not good mm -hmm. and and that's why I like I realized that and I kind of released that because I'm like I don't want that and I released that and I stopped my career as a researcher and I, I stopped I started stopping this relationship with this like false twin flame and I also even the city I, went, I was there like I didn't want it to be there anymore so I moved and then um, I think it ends up everything at this time, like everything changed, like everything. And I, at this time, I think I was um, for one year, I mean, it was on my sofa doing inner work <laughs> because uh, I mean, my whole life, I was just so focused on people and like mm -hmm. trying to like um, satisfy people or give them what they wanted, taking responsibility for them that I, you know, and I was like living through like how people were seeing myself and never really asking myself like who I am and mm -hmm. not depending on how the society tell you or like was a box that you can have, if you can match, no, but like truly like deeply like who I am and what I want, what mm -hmm. do I desire. Also that's with um, teaching of union with like um, what Jeff and Shiller always say, you know, it's like that you can have what you desire. That was really like, I think after the map session, I really started understanding as the story is true. You can really have what you desire because you can like look for it. But I think before with the trauma, I was like, um, not thinking I had the energy and the power to do that. So yes, that's what it changed a lot. And my relationship, because before I was like, um, I didn't know how to have boundaries with people from an energetic level more. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and more with people like, um, like people I don't know, like, you know, in the street or because in my, my romantic relationship was fine, but it was more like people I don't know mm -hmm. and like or the system, like uh, government or something like that. I didn't know how to have a relationship and I think they have more power, they can have power over me. And the map changed like that because I realized that no, like nobody have power over me. I have a power in my life. I can really do what I desire and I can, you know, just heal to, to manifest what I desire. So it's what I started doing. And uh, it went well. I say, like, I moved, I think I started working on that. I moved like uh, in two weeks. One day I was like for flat that normally was already like, like to stop for someone else. And they called me like in the middle of January, like, oh, they don't take it anymore. Are you still interested? You were like, yeah, sure. One week and a half later, we moved. <laughs> everything like super fast and it unlocked everything actually yeah mm -hmm. also after that i started yeah in march i remember i am um, i got certified to, to be a, like a certified essentials coach and um and i created my my company in january at this time when i moved and um yeah that was really like a, a new life i think mm -hmm. like a big uh, awakening yes mm -hmm to heal wow. this trauma and um, mm -hmm. that sounds like a very powerful change yes yeah but i also want to say that like um be able to heal a trauma in map it requires also like um well i did the work before to reach this place to be ready to heal Mm -hmm. like there is some trauma and i know that like, some people have PTSD. that that was not my case there was no like event or something that was like triggering a trauma Mm -hmm. And, uh, but uh, it was more about like doing the work to feel safe, to be able to go in my feeling and to be honest with myself that uh, I was feeling bad there and that was not okay to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. What changed for you, Stephanie, when you went through your map session? 
Yeah, a lot of the same like kind of um, keywords here, like unlock, that's really the kind of the experience of it. Um, but one thing he really mentioned, which was really important is um, receiving his power back in these experiences from these experiences or these beliefs. Um, uh, and that's exactly what I experienced too, is receiving, I, I feel like felt so empowered in places where I felt before um, frozen. And so not only was like my neurological system frozen and like a stress response. And so I was always fighting and had to invest a lot of energy into my health constantly, my physical health all the time, just so I wasn't sick. Just so I didn't end up getting, um, you know, deficiencies or anything like that. So it was like a big, it was a lot of energy to, to do that. But once I address the traumas, it's like it unlocked this level of peace and understanding. And it really like, because that's what trauma is, right? Is something happened and your neurological system didn't know how to handle it. That's why trauma can be a big, huge event, like someone going to war, right? Mm -hmm. Or it can be something small, like when you were young, when you were a baby and you were crying in your crib and mom didn't come to see what's going on. Both are equal to your neurological system. And so like, um, there is no trauma that is like bigger or smaller than another. It's, it's uh, your neurological system dysregulation. So like, um, it really unlocked uh, that level of peace and helped me come back into like a resting place within. Um, so getting out of that chronic stress response that was affecting my body. Um, so long-term wise, it's been about two years, a little over two years now. Um, since almost like two and a half. And I've been able to explore like my relationship with food, the emotional side and become fulfilled emotionally and bring joy from my food in a really like transcendental way. Um, so it's also created a, with that, it's created a lot of space for joy in my life. Mm. Um, but the thing I wanted to kind of hook it back into, um, you know, the false twin flame and releasing my false it made me realize how much um, my unresolved traumas were keeping me in a loop in my relationships. And it wasn't only with my false twin flame, it was in my friendships too, same pattern, in my friendships, in my family, my biological family life. It's like a lot of, uh, just all over my life, even at the time, my roommates that I was living with in Taiwan, it's all the same thing. And it all came from that unresolved trauma. And so, um, when it was resolved in my mind, it was brought to peace and it was realigned in my mind and I was you know, grounded in that space. It's like, I didn't need to try to control anymore on the outside to make myself feel safe outside of me. I just felt safe <laughs> on the inside. And so I didn't seek relationships for validation or attachment. And so there's no more trauma bonds. And once that was gone, that's when the false twin flame was like, just faded away. Like it wasn't immediate. It took like two or three months of me uh, integrating my healing. And that's the thing with MAP is there's a 12 week program afterwards of aftercare, you have weekly program, uh, weekly meetings. So I went to my weekly meetings to help continue to integrate the, the healing of the original MAP session. And um, as I was like completing that, because that would have been right around January was when I would have probably, you know, 12 weeks finished that. It was just very clear, like, wow, this relationship. And there are multiple other relationships in my life as well that I got much deeper clarity on and was able to, like, emotionally release mm -hmm. um, where I was holding on due to trauma bonding. And so with that gone, it allowed me space to finally receive loving relationships. Mm -hmm. And that was the space for my twin flame. And other like friends and, you know, soul family and um, being able to feel it. And so when I met him and that, that opportunity opened up like, hey, you should probably explore this. Mm -hmm. See if this is your twin flame. And it was just very obvious, like, oh my gosh, hello. And it was this deep level of feeling and peace and something <laughs> miles trillions of miles or kilometers for Europeans um, <laughs> than anything I had ever experienced with my false twin flame or the other, the one before that, this first, mm -hmm. I guess, first and second false twin flame. Um, but, but on top of that, more than uh, I've experienced with anyone else, period. 
and it was it was what they described a twin flame is and i was finally not only knowing what it was but fully having a very clear experience of that and it was just like oh here he is hi <laughs> here you are <laughs> so yeah and so healing my trauma really unlocked that and created it helped me throw out the trash essentially Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the, the main thing we both healed with MAP is like um, uncovering a part of ourselves where we were not ourselves. Yeah. And that's why, because your twin fame is always reflecting like part of you, like yourself. So it's like, that's why we're able to come together because we finally just to go in this place and bring love and like be there, be present. Wow. That was, oh, Stephanie, go ahead. I was just going to say with that is when was, did that line up with when you started to explore being a divine masculine? No. No? No, I explored that a long time before. Oh, okay. That was actually my next question. How did, what was your journey, Kieran, of exploring and finding out that you're the divine masculine? And when did you come to that place where you knew yeah. for sure? It's a long journey. <laughs> a lot of people they say like, oh, it's because I when I joined Twin Flame Universe and that, you know, I go in, in that and I because at this period of January, like after that, there was a lot of people that come up being a divine and masculine that you didn't know before. But that's not my case at all. Like um, I knew before and also I was looking for that before. I was just um at the beginning I was talking about the the answer I was not getting from others philosophy and, and teaching and stuff like that but that's part of that mm. because in the community i was before um they were saying like a, a lot of them they are saying that you both have masculine and feminine within yourself and then i worked on that and i accepted that and i was fine with that you know but at one point more i was healing the more i was like ah, it's not satisfying it doesn't bring me peace it's like half mm -hmm. answer. It doesn't give me peace. And then I remember the first time I was listening to Jeff and Chile about like the divine feminine and masculine. I was like, whoa, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And that immediately gave me peace. And I was like, whoa, that's the answer I was looking for, like for like I think 10 years. Like I was looking very hard on this topic. Mm -hmm. But we have the energy and stuff like that. But yeah, and it was at the beginning, like in 2019, when I joined that I got this answer. I was like, oh. And then I was like, you know, still exploring because it's not because someone tells you like something that you're like, sometimes you're like in your emotion, you agree, but you might need to have its own, pro its own process too. Mm -hmm. So I processed that and I, I, you know, I did the whole process of that. I healed, I like, um, you know, I went deeper, I like, uh, yeah, just had the process of revealing what it was a true here, truth here. And, uh, and I remember one day uh, it happened and I was like, whoa, well, just make it easy. Like just feel into what feels to be a, a divine masculine, what feels to be a, a divine feminine, you know? And when I'm feeling about being a divine feminine, I was like, oh, that's nice, super cool, you know? But bro, it's really fun. And then I felt being a divine masculine, I was like, oh, no, I can't. <laughs> and then I, and then I knew I was a masculine. Because I think as I was still rejecting it, <laughs> and I know myself when I reject some reject something hard like that, it's, it's that I am. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't have resistance. You know, if it's like not something I am blocked or I'm upset with, I don't have resistance. I'm fine with it. So that's yeah. why I knew. Also, because like um, how I imagine being a masculine or feminine um, when I meditate on that, you know, I was imagining that, and I was like, oh, that's so much better to be a masculine. Mm. In fact. So yes, and that's, uh, I think it was in, um, I don't remember, when I was sure it was around October, November, I don't remember if it was mm -hmm. before or after my meditation. I think it was before, mm, just before, okay. yes. What was, why, why did you have this resistance in the beginning to being the Divine Masculine? What was that about? Um, the resistance is when I found out in my the meditation I had is like uh, for me how I see the feminine 
it was more like um, radiant from the inside and radiating. And you know, mm. like that everything that the feminine is touching you, like turning light. That's how I saw that. So I really, really saw like, like me walking and touching things and lighting up. Like, oh, that's so beautiful. That's so nice. You know, like, <laughs> like a video game or something. And then I felt into the divine masculine, what that means to me. And I felt like um, that you are like present and you're like extending, kind of extending your energy outside to reach like people or like things but from like far away and it's not on you and you're like that and safe no it's like interacting with the world that was not not feeling safe so i think mm. it was before my map station because my map station helped me heal that okay so ultimately it was about not feeling safe in this world yes and also because when i was feeling into it i, I really was aware of the level of presence that you need mm -hmm. as a masculine in order to be able to extend that mm -hmm. to like in the world. And that's why that was feeling really like unsafe and like um, totally impossible. Mm. <laughs> it's like to be present. And that's true, you can't be present if you don't love yourself. Mm -hmm. Really, really, really interesting. So then um, Moving to March of 2020, that's when you guys came into Harmonious Union. And well, as I mentioned in the beginning, that was a really interesting, interesting story of how that came to be. And if I remember correctly, I know like I was talking with you back then, Stephanie, and you had shared that story with me that you were basically in Harmonious Union for a day or two. And then some, you, it was pointed out to you to explore Kieran as your twin flame. And then you guys came into Harmonious Union, like basically overnight, really quickly. Yeah, really showing how Harmonious Union is an inner state. Mm -hmm. And um, primarily, first, first and foremost, it is a spiritual um, state. It is not just something, oh, I'm with this, we're, we're in Harmonious Union. No, it's it's a spiritual revelation it's a, a it's a it's a specific vibration and state um and that's and i remember that monday i had woken up and i was just feeling so fantastic and two days before then on saturday we had had a video, a video call of mm -hmm. uh, me dennis and a few other people and we were kind of just like coming together to chat and like kind of explore like are we soul family like just getting to know each other better and um i think we played some games and things like mm -hmm. that and we're having a good time and i remember i healed at the end of that i had some deep feelings come up like some really interesting like not necessarily logical, but some interesting big things that didn't make any sense. I just moved through it. Um, and Sunday, we actually had a meeting for Divine Dish. And we had our, our weekly meeting for Divine Dish. And um, in it, uh, I was running the social media at the time. I was helping Divine Dish begin its social media um, uh, experience. And I remember something came up. So Kieran was giving, he was helping with the website. And he was like talking and stuff. And so we had very minimal interaction, but. Also because I came late because I came at the end of uh, the meeting because I was not able to make before. And that's why I got like five minutes. That was the first time I saw her. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's the comedian. I saw her. Yeah. And yeah. And then, um, you know, and then moved through some stuff. And I just felt, and I was really grounding and like serving a lot and really giving a lot of value. And it just felt so amazing because I really love to share. Uh, and, and to do social media stuff. It just felt really super juicy. And Monday morning I woke up and I felt like I was on cloud nine. Well, that's normal because this week when she woke up, it's because I had them, you know, in order to become a Ascension coach, a certified one, you need to give like free session to complete it. So I started the first session when she woke up probably. The same day. And I was feeling super good. That was the week I get my, my session. So. Your certification. Yes, to go oh, okay. to be certified, yes. And I had already been a certified Ascension coach for about two years prior. Mm -hmm. And it was a really important part of my journey. And it was um, my career. It was how, you know, I made a living, how I gave a lot of value and really how I um, really like helped a lot of people in their journey move, uh, you know, into deeper union within themselves. And so it was just something that I really, really valued and I loved very much. So mm -hmm. it, it, now I look back and it was just obvious that he would have been attracted to the same thing again, 
um, as you go deeper to the things that you love, your twin flame will meet you there. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have to say or do anything. He just showed up <laughs> mm. and got his certification, met me there in the thing that I love, you know? Um, yeah, that's the thing too, you know, because after I moved in January, I like to do those care about like having a twin flame anymore. Well, like, I don't care. Yeah, it will come when it comes. I focus on myself and that. And I was just like focusing on like doing something I like and be myself, loving myself with like funny that's happened, you know, when I was like going more in my like perfect career. Same. It's all happened, same thing. But yeah, so Monday felt amazing. And I remember I even uh, wrote a, a post on my Facebook page like, it's amazing. It was so high. Like, <laughs> it's so amazing when you're living your life purpose and, you know, just, uh, and I was just like glowing and it was just, oh, so much harmony with God. I'm like, this is what harmonious union feels like. And, you know, coming together with your one true love, but with God at the core of that. That's the difference between just union and harmonious union is you ground the union into God and you relate to your twin flame only through God. So it is an interstate. Um, and um, yeah, was it Wednesday? We had planned because you had reached out to me and said, hey, I don't Wednesday because we were both doing Divine Dish. And so this is before it had been um, Divine Dish is a um, meal preparation platform. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we would call it a platform or a more like a program. And uh, it's like a specially curated for any listeners out there who are listening, specially curated menu from a professional chef, Jason Emmerich, who goes through and creates these. Um, the menu for the week. An intuitively channeled menu that's not only grounded nutritionally and balanced, but it's uh, intuitively um, put into order. It's um, channeled and um, created by him. And then you're able to go on, receive the, the menu. All the work is done for you. The shopping list is made for you. Everything's, so it's just a really cool program. It's just really, really cool. And we were both making our meals and I was posting a lot of my pictures on Instagram and tagging the company and all these things. And, you know, him being on the team, he was like, hey, and he is really beautiful. He's really creative and a great cook and just really beautiful dishes. And he reached out to me and said, I, I, I want to share too, but I don't know how to do stories on Instagram. Can you show me? Just Tuesday, yes. And I was like, oh, no problem. Oh, this was Tuesday. Okay, this is the day after. Uh, no problem. So we got on a video call. And that was the first time it was just us two. Oh. And, um you know, I got on the call and I, I felt myself like so giggly and like, I don't even really know this person, like, um, like, uh, you know, physically. Right. But there was like something deeper, like really like attractive and like obvious, like, um, effortless there. Mm -hmm. Like we had already had a relationship, like we had already known each other. Like we were already best friends kind of thing. And that was kind of, that was fun. Yeah. And the Wednesday we, we get to know that we, do you remember how that happened? Yeah. He posted a post in the Divine Dish forum. This is a picture. A picture. Of my food. It was so my amazing. Food. <laughs> <laughs> he he commented something about like the nutrients or something. Well, we started talking about food and, and nutrients and scientific biological. Matter. I started nerding out about like sulfur in the food and how it helps with you know, uh, detoxification of your liver. Mm -hmm. And he jumps in and he starts well, well da 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 da. da talking about all this stuff. And I was like, someone who gets my language, who gets it, you know? I finally have someone to nerd out about over like the science of food and how it interacts biochemically with the body. And um, and then like uh, a few hours later, I came back and I was like, just extra posted. And I was like, by the way, you have a great eye. Like, this is a really beautiful plate. <laughs> and then Jeff comments underneath, do you guys know each other? I feel oh, like you were, friends. are you friends? I feel like you guys would get along very well. Oh, no. <laughs> and I remember I saw this thing and that's funny, I had my session with, with my coach Michaela like some days ago and it was like, uh, we got, I was like, who is my, you know, for weeks I was like, who is my, mm. and I saw this message and I was like, no, <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> because I knew, you know, like, <laughs> There it is. So, yeah. yeah. So that's when we were invited to like, uh, we're like, hmm, let's, let's look at that a little bit deeper. Clearly mm -hmm. God has already revealed so many levels of our compatibility, like of our, um, 
shared value of mm-hmm. our, like we were really meeting each other in all these places where I didn't think anyone could meet me. I genuinely didn't, and definitely not with my false twin flames, mm-hmm. um, on, an, on, a, on an intellectual level even, that I didn't know was possible. I'd never had anyone keep up to me, with me there in my mm-hmm. whole life. And, um, and he had like a whole new perspective on it, you know, from his uh, experience and his perspective. So it was like, whoa, and I'm receiving, what? like, this is so cool. So um, then we got our love lists and we started to look at each of the values that we had written down and see like, does this match? Like, is and it- you don't matter love list. <laughs> yeah, mine was like front back, sometimes each line had two or three things on it (laughs) (laughs) and he matched my love list so yeah it was really really cool although it was different because my false twin flames were both men and Kieran Mm -hmm. at the time was uh hadn't changed your gender yet had you begun changing your gender yet uh yes I think so I think you were you were in the no, process it was before it was before so he hadn't changed he hadn't decided to um no I changed I stayed it was before that I already changed. Okay. I already, uh, was, yes. Okay. Well, he wasn't. I was using this name, so. Uh, it was still a very different experience for me mm-hmm. because I had never, um, for uh, such a long time, I thought that I had been attracted to that, like, my twin flame wasn't a man's body. Mm-hmm. But the truth was, and, and I think this is one of the reasons why that I never really was able to go deeper with my false twin flames in men's bodies. I really wasn't able to go deeper with them. Um, uh, physically. And mm-hmm. I think this is one of those reasons why is because my twin flame wasn't in a man's body, mm-hmm. but was a man. And so there was like a conflict there. I didn't understand how to, to move through that. Um, but yeah, that's, I think with him getting clear about what a divine masculine was, I was getting clear at the same time. What mm-hmm. is a divine masculine? What makes a real man? Is it something that they have on their body or is it something that's inside? And I was exploring, what does it make for me to be a woman? Is it something that I have on my body? Or is it something that happens within that, that's, uh, you know, from coming from within? Mm-hmm. And so that was really important as well to get clear. Like, and that's why when, when it all happened, it was like, it was obvious. I was like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Like now all these things in my journey, all these places where certain things had happened throughout my life, they all kind of make sense now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just kind of like, yep. That's hi, that's you. There is some stuff in my life I never explained because I always know when something physical happened and at some time there was random thing that happened to no sense. And after I discussed with like Stephanie, it was happening to her or something. Yeah. It's like just like a manifest something in the physical for me, but there was not really nothing. It was not really something, you know, to heal or, or like it was just there and I was still like why it never come never happened before just like happened now and like moon never happened anymore mm-hmm. so yeah it's mm-hmm. like we were working it's on it together fun. yeah very interesting. I feel like I'm just kind of right in the middle of everything with you guys, but we're already at the end of our hour. I can do so... a lot too. <laughs> we together with coronavirus. coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> quarantine and coronavirus and all that jazz yeah we definitely one day before we end this i have one last question for you guys um so if you could go back to the very beginning of your twin flame journey and give that version of you a message or a piece of guidance or say something to that version of you what would that be But maybe it will be like, it's safe to be myself. Mm-hmm. What if I say to God, it's safe, safe to be yourself, nothing bad will happen. Mm-hmm. But you will get what you want, <laughs> what you desire. I love that. So this question kind of makes me feel a little emotional, actually, because when I go back into that, you know, that part of me, I'm just feeling a, a little emotion right now. So, um, you know, I apologize and also appreciate you know, the space here, but um, at that time, I was, a lot of things had happened in my life. Um, A lot of not so nice things had happened in my life and life itself didn't feel very um, divine or joyful or forgiving. Mm -hmm. And so like, um, I would probably tell myself, 
never give up. Mm-hmm. It'll all make sense to you one day. And um, it'll all be better than you could have ever even imagined. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it's true. Wonderful. Thank you too so much for being here today. It was a pleasure to talk yeah. to you about everything that we talked about. <laughs> You're welcome. It was fun. I had a good time. And for everyone who is listening in or watching this, um, if you desire to find out more about healing twin flame separation and how you can manifest a life with your twin flame by your side, then I invite you to go over to twinflamesuniverse.com. We also have a free Twin Flame Ascension introductory course on the website that you can sign up for. I absolutely love this course. It's so incredibly powerful and it's really just a perfect entrance into the Twin Flame journey so you really know what's going on and how to navigate everything. So I can only highly recommend that course. And then, yeah, we will be back next week with our next episode. And in the meantime, thank you everyone again for listening and bless you all on your twin film journey into harmonious union.